0: we
1: for the All-Pro Dad Father and Kid Experience. And we're going to talk to some All-Pro Dads who just happen to be Colts as well. Joe Reitz, offensive lineman for the Colts. Also Ryan Diem, who just retired as an offensive lineman for the Colts. And quarterbacks coach Clyde Christensen is uh, not only uh, a Colts coach and not only an all-pro dad himself but he's one of the founding members of this organization and we're going to talk to all of them uh, about their tips on being a great father a great coach a great football player a great dad a great husband and more as we continue from Indianapolis with the all-pro dad father and kid experience. It's uh, Colts' Joe Reitz and his father. What was your name, Mr. Reitz? Dave. Dave Reitz. This is an All-Pro Dad event. It's great that um,
2: Joe Reitz is here as a father, but you brought your dad to this, too. Yeah, you know, it's such a blessing for me. You know, I grew up in Fishers, and I've been able to come back and play, you know, close to home and the team that I loved, and so... You know, I had my daughter here today, and and so that was real special for me, but even more special that my dad came because, you know, he showed me was a great example on how to be a good father, a good husband, and so I was glad that him and my mom were able to come out today.
1: I heard you speaking to the entire crowd about um, faith first, family second, football third and we've heard that, anybody that's played high school sports or high school football has heard that. It's so hard to really keep that in mind as you move forward in life, and as you've made it to the highest level of football, how can you, how do you keep that in, in, I guess, in
2: mind every day of your life? You know, I just think it's important to keep things in perspective, and you know, you think about what's really important, and you know, so often we get, you know, caught up in team and and wins and losses, and it's very, very important, but it's not as important as being a a good man of uh, faith, you know, it's not as important as being a good husband and father, and that's something that you know so many guys in, in our locker room believe and, and our organization is really built around that from Mr. Ursay and Mr. Grigson and Coach Pagano, you know they all preach that same message and you know that's why it's great to be able to play for a team and an organization that believes in that.
1: Now, earlier, we had an activity where you turned to the guy next to you and told him why you were proud of your son Dave right so why are you proud of your son Joe?
3: I think I'm most proud as I mentioned just a little bit ago I think I'm most proud of who he's become, and that is that he understands his priorities and understands that it is faith, family, and sports. Uh, He shared that with many other smaller uh, organizations around the city. I'm happy that he's giving back to the city. I'm most proud of what he's doing now as a family man and as a husband and a father with a beautiful young daughter and granddaughter for me. And uh, hoping that, uh, you know, there's many, many more cherished moments together as a family, but uh, I love Joe. I know he loves us and we're, we're blessed. I think he knows he's blessed and at the end of the day it's it's all about how you lead your life not what you necessarily are in the newspaper. Well, let's
1: turn the tables now. Why are you proud of your dad?
2: You know, I think all the things that my dad just talked about, those are all things that he did and those are all things that he showed me and and what I grew up learning. So, you know, when I when I where I'm at now, I don't know any other way and You know, uh, you know, my dad had a great dad as well. And so, you know, they've kind of passed the torch on and, you know, now the torch is kind of on me and, you know, I just want to continue to do that and, you know, be a man of faith and, you know, a great family man and, you know, also a good football player as well.
1: Well, I'm proud to have you on the show uh, as an All-Pro Dad, Joe, yourself and with your dad, Dave. So thank you for joining us and continue your fantastic work with All-Pro Dad. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks
2: for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: It's socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social technically.
1: Well, thanks for uh, listening to the Adam Rich Show. We welcome you back. And our guest now is Coach Clyde Christensen with the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of K's in there. A lot of alliteration with the the Cuss sound. Hi, Coach.
3: Uh, How are you, Adam? Good to be with you.
1: I'm doing fantastic. And Coach is uh, involved not only with a world-class organization like the Indianapolis Colts, but he's also involved with All Pro Dad, another world-class organization. And the thing I learned today about your involvement is that you are co-founder with coach tony dungy tell us about how that all materialized
3: it was neat we were we him and i were had been friends for a long time before we ever went to Tampa. and when we went to tampa the nfl just provided a platform and we were just two dads like like the average dads that just just were struggling with uh you know how do you balance your work and and a demanding high pressure job with uh not compromising at home and uh so we talked that you know we kind of that brought about a friendship between us that we just kind of were committed to believing that God would let you do both, you know, that you could do both at a high level. And and we and, uh, and then All-Pro Dad kind of just evolved out of that. That One afternoon in Tampa, we said, hey, let's just shut down training camp, ask dads to take an afternoon off work and bring their kids over here and watch practice together. And uh, and so we did it. It was at University of Tampa, downtown Tampa, and, uh, and just had probably 4,000 dads and kids and it was the biggest day they'd ever had at training camp. It was really neat to just see dads come out from the in their business attire, and there they in tow they had their kids, and uh, we had just a neat time. They watched practice, and then Coach Dungey and I, and maybe a player or two, just kind of shared with them what it meant to be a dad, and uh-huh. some of our problems, our stresses, our heart, you know, some of the tough things for us to balance, and uh, and uh, and it just kind of started from that. We never set out to build an organization or anything. We never envisioned it even really going past that. And uh, then every year we started doing it, doing the same thing there, and. One thing led to another, and then just started getting, turning out more tools, and just just the skills to sharpen your. You know to sharpen yourself as a dad and as coaches you're you're always looking for some way to do it a little bit better always looking for some way to do it a little bit better always looking for some way to improve andrew luck's five-step drop you know and that's just the way coaches think and and uh, just apply the same thing to dads hey how do we do a better job how do we sharpen our skills as dads and uh and then it's just kind of evolved and it's really been become a fun time and this is one of the highlights of my year you know there's a lot of awful special practices in here and some special folks but nothing nothing gives me more of a a thrill than to see dads and kids and spend an afternoon together and doing something worthwhile for their relationship
1: well that's amazing so that first all pro dad unofficial event at training camp was when tony and you were with the bucks which was i'm gonna guess 2002 2003
3: Uh, 16 years ago i guess oh my gosh even longer yeah so 16 years ago and. uh and they still have it going on. They had 2,000 at their all-pro dad event yeah. down there, and Tony's down there full-time now, so he, he's committed a bunch of time down there. And they, they had 2,000 at their event and had to turn people away this year. So it's a, it's a neat thing. It's a, you know, it is hard. It's hard. It's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to be in the workplace and, and uh, be a dad. and. You know, I shared today with the group that I don't think it's ever been harder to hold an NFL team together, you know, between media and all the distractions and the money involved and time involved and the egos involved. And, the, and I think it's the same as dads, you know, that it's probably never been harder to be a dad and hold a family together between broken homes and drugs and alcohol and schools and, you know, all those things. And for us to do a good job as a dad and keep our teams slash family together and, in, 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 and as one is a, is, a, is a challenge unlike any other, and, uh, but one we have to succeed at. That, that, that's, that's what it started at, The Coach Dungey and I to, to this day still talk about, boy, how do we do it? How, you know Now our kids are getting older, I'll get texts from him, and so it's just been a neat journey for just, just two guys struggling to make sure that when it's all said and done that we know we did right by our families, you know, that we worked hard at our jobs, but we also didn't compromise at home.
1: Well, it's a perfect, you know, it it marries sports, athletics, uh, coaching, fatherhood. It's perfect. Every dad loves the NFL. Uh, Every coach is probably a dad. You're a dad and a grandfather now, I hear. Um, How is it, uh, you mentioned Andrew Luck, and you're the quarterback's coach with the Colts, uh, and he's a young guy. He could be your son. Do you find times where you 're coaching him, and then all of a sudden you 're talking to him like he 's your son
3: you know what he 's got the, the neat thing is just to see he has great family He has a great dad who played in the league, was a quarterback in the nFL and, and a mom and just to watch their family but you can always you know I can all, you can always tell the difference that guys are grounded you know for him to come out of such a neat family, and he just has a A perspective that that some of the kids we get that are from single parent homes or broken homes don't have, and uh, and uh, so yeah, I mean I think we've always looked at coaching as a ministry and a mentorship, and you know and uh, you know first job is to make them as good a quarterback as we can and just be supportive and and then you just see what you know comes up but you you know it's neat we had three or four of our colt players out here who were just starting their families and and it's just fun to sit with them and say hey let me tell you about my journey let me tell you what's ahead and just to see how neat they're getting their young families started and uh and, and it's been awful special it's neat to i got a picture last night from peyton and his two kids were MMs out in in uh <laughs> trick-or-treating in denver and uh so it's bigger than football and uh, Certainly, certainly, football is fun and it's important. And it provides a great platform, but the relationships and God's call on our lives as dads and mentors and friends and you know, that, that, that far supersedes anything that football could ever be.
1: That you know, as a fan, as a football fan, I'm so happy to hear you say that. And on behalf of fans everywhere, we thank that your perspective is uh, is that football's not as big as as. Uh as ESPN makes it out to be, no, You're in, everything's in
3: perspective. We're, we try to. It gets out of whack every yeah. once in a while. We all let it get out of whack, but uh, I think you, you do. You do see what the important things are, the important things, and Mr. Ursay sees that. And that's that's why he's been so supportive here of All-Pro Dad and you know anything that makes this city better, anything that we're. That can be a light in this city is uh, is important to him and and all and that's the way we looked at uh nothing there's no way to do it from the inside out better than reaching dads there's you know that that's as ground level as it gets.
1: Coach Clyde Christensen, quarterbacks coach with the Colts, but more importantly, a dad.
3: A dad trying to be an All-Pro dad.
1: All right, we uh, thank you for all of your work with All-Pro Dad. It's awesome. Thank you.
3: Good. Thanks for having me on.
0: The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Ryan Diem is our guest. Hello, Ryan.
1: How you doing? I'm a fan of yours, even though you are retired now. Former Indianapolis Colts lineman. Uh, was it the was it the left tackle? Right tackle. Right, well, I wasn't that much of a fan, yeah, yeah, I guess. No. <laughs> uh, right tackle uh number 70 Uno. 71 number 71 you know what i recognize you most from the from the tattoo, oh, the tattoo. where's the oh, oh, fans the of the northern illinois there you go there it is fans of ryan dm from the indianapolis colts will remember the tattoo they don't recognize you now because right. you've lost about 175 pounds <laughs> yes yeah, so i used to be 600 pounds uh now,
4: seriously no. you just retired I didn't, I didn't, uh, how many uh, seasons ago I just retired after last season. I uh, spent 11 seasons here in Indy. It was great. Uh, and, yes, I have lost a few pounds, so thanks for noticing.
1: Well, it's you know, it's tough for an offensive lineman because if you go 40 pounds the other way, you're in trouble. And a lot of guys your size, you saw. I'm sure you saw the real sports about offensive linemen oh, yeah. gaining weight and how it affects their health. So uh, was this a, a conscious decision for you to lose some weight and get a little more? I don't want to say you were unhealthy but just get a little more i guess normal size lean. yeah lean up a little
4: bit no question i, I always decided uh, when i was done with football i was going to try to trim down as much as i could and, and be healthy and be there for my kids
1: yeah yeah well for your kids and you bring it up your kids that's why we're here all pro dad uh the kid and father's experience with the uh, indianapolis colts inside the colts complex uh you are an official member you have the shirt on with the all pro dad logo and it's exciting for me again as a fan of uh, of just football in general to see guys like you coming out and Getting involved with events like this. How did you get involved with it? Uh, basically, just started with uh,
4: the, the daily emails. Um, I think Clyde Christensen, our uh, offensive coordinator, well, was our offensive coordinator here with Indy. Um, he kind of got me started with it and, and told me about the emails. And I signed up for the email list a couple years ago when we had our daughter, uh, who's now two and a half. And. Uh, that kind of got me started. It's such a great message, and I, I try to tell people about it all the time. New dads, especially, to sign up for it, and um, you know, just kind of grew my relationship through that. Met Darren Gray, and uh, he invited me out here. This is my first event
1: uh, in person, and uh, it's quite incredible. Now, you signed up for that email as a just a normal person. That's, Absolutely, and you played for Tony Dungy yeah. uh, and Clyde Christensen, the, yeah. co, the co-founders of this organization. I would have just assumed that you were on the inside with Tony Dungy, <laughs> and well, that, you was. just signed up for the email like every other dad here.
4: Absolutely, that you know, cool. it, it was kind of one of those deals where it, I was getting it every day at work, you know, in a different way, in, in more football-related. But then you get to take the the parent aspect of it and, and get that angle, um, and, and it's just all just such a good organization, you know, faith-based just really encouraging fathers to get out there and spend time with their kids
1: now you uh your status as a father three now tell us about your fatherhood
4: uh it's been uh fast and furious uh (laughs) we started uh let's see we went zero to three kids in 19 months so it it really has kind of hit me like a brick wall but i'm adjusting it's awesome i get a lot of time at home with the kids my daughter is like i said about almost two and a half Got twin boys that are eight months, and uh, it's been a little bit of a blur this offseason. Uh, kind of different for me, but hey, I got time now
1: to, to spend with the kids, and I love it. I You just said that the, you hit the nail on the head. You have time now. Yeah. So ten a 10-year... Ten plus career in the nfl if you would have had these kids nine years ago you would have missed the first eight years of their life it would have been challenging no question
4: i mean guys do it all the time and and they're still good dads to their kids but it's a special thing for me to to be able to be around and help my wife and uh maybe change more diapers than a few of those other guys did but it's fun to be with them all day every day
1: and what do you do now i guess uh Behind a desk. What's it say on your business card?
4: Uh, Stay at home, Dad. Um, I'm I'm at home a lot with the kids, but I also got involved in a couple businesses on the side, so that keeps me busy. I can kind of fill in uh, the the gaps with that, and um, really it's been uh, just a blessing to be home with the kids as much as I have.
1: Well, on behalf of dads everywhere and All Pro Dad, we thank you for being uh, involved, and thank you for your service. We wish you the best of luck with everything you do, Ryan D.M. Thank you very much. Appreciate it wow thanks again ryan diem uh, coach clyde christensen and joe Wrights from the indianapolis colts for joining us on the program today Uh, we had a great time out at the colts complex for the all pro dad father and kid experience i want to thank fedex for all of their hard work and all of their volunteers for helping uh, make the event even possible fedex Uh, They put a lot of man hours into making uh, sure that everything is smooth and everybody is happy. So thank you again, FedEx and All Pro Dad for all of your hard work. And we hope uh, you enjoyed the conversations we had with Coach Clyde Christensen and Joe Wright and his father, Dave, and retired Colt Ryan Diem. And that brings me to a conversation with uh, another retired Colt since we're talking All Pro Dad and the Colts. Uh, we got to talk about Hunter Smith. I had a chance to catch up with Hunter and uh, and talk some uh, business, some football, some music, and some All-Pro Dad with the former Colts. And uh, it's fitting to, uh, to air this conversation right now at the end of our All-Pro Dad uh, extravaganza. Again, we want to thank you for joining us on the program. My name is Adam Ritz. You can follow us on Twitter, at Adam Ritz. And we welcome now to the broadcast... Uh, One of Indiana's uh, own, played at Notre Dame, and uh, one of the uh, favorite Indianapolis Colts players of all time, it's Hunter Smith. Hi, Hunter. Hello, how are you doing, Adam? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Hunter Smith, you're a hard guy to introduce because um, there's a lot of things going on in your life. I guess we should, uh, first off, right off the bat, say you're an NFL veteran. Uh, You played with the uh, Washington Redskins and the Indianapolis Colts maybe a decade in the league? 12 years, yeah. 12 years?
5: Yeah, 10 of those with the Colts, two of them with the Redskins.
1: As a punter, and um, I don't know if it was in high school or when, the nickname Hunter the Punter stuck, but that was an obvious one.
5: Yeah, it was in college. I went to Notre Dame for uh, college, and the first time I jogged out on the field, for a, a game, the the commentator acted as though he had been waiting all off season to say this. <laughs> Here comes Hunter the punter, and it kind of stuck.
1: And everybody, eighty thousand people cheer. You roll your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> been hearing
5: it since I was seven.
1: Yeah. Well, since you brought up Notre Dame, uh, a little tidbit about Hunter Smith. You were a high school quarterback, is that correct? And you were recruited uh, all over the country as a quarterback.
5: That's right, that's right. went to Notre Dame actually to play receiver and quarterback, and they needed a punter that first year, and I told them I would, uh, I would fill in if they needed me to. I never thought for a second that it would be a full-time gig, uh, really until I was drafted into the NFL, and uh, I did get to be Peyton Manning's third quarterback uh, for most of my career here in Indianapolis, so that was a good, uh, that was a good way to uh, scratch that quarterback itch,
1: but as you probably noticed, I didn't get to play a whole lot. I'll be darned. Hunter Smith, Hunter the Punter, joining us uh, from Notre Dame to the NFL and beyond. Uh, And we bring you on the show to talk about your new book. We have it right here. It's called The Jersey Effect. And I guess uh, we can just start with the title. What is the Jersey Effect?
5: Well, there are two Jersey Effects. We hope that people come and... uh, through reading the book and, and, and taking in the message, that they're able to go and use their jersey to make a positive effect on the world. Um, but unfortunately, uh, a large portion of the content of the book deals with the negative effect that the jersey is having on people and the lack of priority we have in our culture towards sports and how that is tearing apart uh, really people
1: so it 's a twofold it 's kind of a play on words the jersey effect how it affects the person wearing the jersey yeah. the pro athlete um, for the rest of his life, his or her life, and then also the effect that that jersey on the athlete can have on his right. his or her community so um, I, I guess we talk a lot about the platform people are given if you are a professional athlete sure. you 're given a national maybe an international platform to do good beyond your sport. Uh, and I guess that's somewhat uh, some of the examples in the book. It is,
5: and there there are a lot of them. When I was uh, a young boy, I went to a, a camp in Texas, and I heard a guy speak, and he was an ex-NFL player, and I remember s- listening to him, watching the, the power of his words and his platform and his stature and position on the kids, and I remember thinking, that's what I want to do. And uh, I set out to do it, and have done it, uh, to a degree, but also I've seen the pitfalls in my life where I've let the Jersey affect me negatively and robbed me of that, um, of that position, of that platform. And really the Jersey effect is my way of, of making a comeback and saying, no, 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 we're going to do this right this time. And we're going to preemptively reach into the culture and hopefully change the future Jersey effects of a lot of other athletes. One of the statistics in the book that you read is that 78% of NFL football players are divorced and or bankrupt within two years of retirement. And one of the great things about the book is I don't believe it addresses just NFL players or college players or athletes in general. It addresses all people who have a dream or something that ends and leaves them in a crisis. Because essentially, that is uh, one of the negative effects of the jersey. It does leave people in a crisis
1: when they take it off. That is uh, amazing, and it's great that you can bring um, your experiences as a professional athlete and really bring them into the real world, too. Uh, It says here, Forward, written by Tony Dungy, um, who... Uh, he now he coached a little during the end of your tenure with the Colts. Is that correct? Actually, no? uh,
5: seven years. I oh, was, se- okay. I right. was there uh, for three years when Tony got there, and I co- and I played until he was done.
1: Okay, so great. We so went to the Super Bowl and did the whole thing. As player coach, you've got the player coach um, relationship, and now uh, that you're not a player anymore, you what is your relationship now with Tony? Obviously, I, I, I'm assuming it's still pretty strong since he wrote the forward for your book. It
5: is. Tony's a great friend. You know, it was really neat. As a coach, there's nobody like Tony. Uh, we were great friends when, we were, when he was coaching, and we've been great friends since. He has uh, been f- willing to endorse, stand behind everything I've wanted to do post-NFL, uh, including writing the forwards of for this book. I can't thank him enough.
1: Hunter Smith is our guest, a 12-year veteran of the NFL, now an author uh, with the book, The Jersey Effect, and I'm going to assume thejerseyeffect.com, or how can we look this up?
5: jerseyeffect.com. There you go,
1: jerseyeffect.com, and not only is Hunter Smith uh, a former athlete and an author, but you're also uh, a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or or is or it country music? I'm sorry if I say, if rock's not the right yeah, word. No, yeah, country uh, rock. Star. You're a country rock star.
5: Right. We, we are. Uh, I am the front man for the Hunter Smith Band.
1: The Hunter Smith Band. And again, I'm going to guess. Huntersmithband.com. Uh,
5: absolutely. You, you got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we uh, we want to play one of these songs uh, on the show today. So uh, tell us a little bit about the track we're going to hear.
5: We're going to play a song called "Be There." Uh, Be There is a song that I wrote for. Parents, really, and I think that in our culture, I've watched a lot of parents lay their families just on that altar of success and and, and that go-getter attitude, thinking that more money makes you know the wheel uh, turn smoother and and makes their homes better. And really, what makes homes better is not more money; it's more time. And uh, the idea is that there are a lot of great things that happen in your life as a parent. Uh, with your children, and I want to
1: be there for those great things. That is great. Okay, this is Be There from the Hunter Smith Band.
6: There's a thousand things that are pulling at me Planes to catch and calls in overtime People I gotta meet Places I gotta be But life is so much more just the bottom line cause there's only one time when you hear that cry and you see yourself in your baby's eyes only one first time to see that face and there's only one time when you catch your breath cause you're reaching out for that first step you know you never Go Those tears, and there's only one time when you walk the aisle, give your daughter away with a nervous smile, but then your mind drifts back through the years, and you wonder how that little girl disappeared. I'm gonna be there.
1: Was Be There from the Hunter Smith Band off the album Green. And there's more information at huntersmithband.com. And we have Hunter Smith uh, with us right now talking about music now in the band. Now tell us okay, NFL career, 12 years. Um, you are very, uh, um, I guess, passionate and proactive within your community and your church and your faith. And also your band. I mean, how did the band come about?
5: I was in a band while I was playing in the NFL. And we disbanded at one point, and then a portion of us came and got back together to form the Hunter Smith Band. Uh, the band before was a contemporary Christian band uh, from a genre sense, and now we are uh, in the mainstream as a country rock band. The Hunter Smith Band, is, it's, it's not limited to this, but it is a part of the Jersey effect. They're very related because one of the things we've done in the world of athletics is we have denied people the opportunity to pursue their other dreams outside of athletics, it all—it has to be. You know, even these days, you can't do more than one sport. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, a- as a band, I'm I'm stepping out and saying, look, I've developed a musical gift beyond football. Uh, what is it beyond football? What is it beyond soccer or basketball or hockey or whatever your sport is that you are really? What is your God-given purpose beyond that? I want to in- influence people to do that. Incidentally, it happens to be. Um, through a band that is legitimate with good songs and a great sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a legitimate. It's a real band. You travel. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, you play, and there's on an, uh, there's an audience. <laughs> Absolutely,
5: people come to the shows. People actually pay us to play and and buy the CDs.
1: So. They cheer. I mean, what yeah. are some of the reactions you're getting uh, outside of your own backyard? Maybe coast to coast, internationally. Some of the emails you're getting about the band.
5: Oh, sure. Well, people love it. They do, and you'd be surprised internationally how much people love country music. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and we just we get all kinds of incredible feedback about songs, and you know, we write from personal experience, biographical things, funny things, sad things, powerful things, and uh, really, you know, music is such an international language, it is able to touch people, and I feel like that's what we're doing.
1: Okay, Hunter Smith, uh, we want to thank you for coming on. And I want to invite you back on any uh, anytime to be not only a, a guest, but maybe a co-host. And we'll talk about um, your work with All Pro Dad. We'll talk about your book, The Jersey Effect. We'll talk about your band, Hunter Smith Band. All of it fits right into what we're talking about here on the Adam Rich Show with Social Awareness Radio. So we'd love to have you back, and we'd love to keep in touch with you. I'm sure our listeners would, too. What are some of the ways they can keep in touch with you, Twitter, Facebook, etc.
5: We are... Uh... Really go into our website, huntersmithband.com Link shoots everything. I'm on Twitter at Hunter Smith. Um, we've got the whole, the, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole reindeer games of the Internet. It's all there, Facebook, Twitter, website.
1: All right, so he was Hunter the Punter. Now he's Hunter the Singer. And you're rolling your eyes at me. Country rock star.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit AdamRitzShow.com.